0: You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome to another episode of Deeply Connected, and today I want to speak about feelings, all the things feelings, and if we want to heal, we need to be able to feel, and feelings is such a sensitive subject for so many, but I am here for it, and I can't wait for you to hear what I have for you today. So what are really feelings when we think about that? And I say think, but we feel, we feel them. But we so often think about our feelings and we are not feeling them. So what are feelings when you feel anxiousness or panic? How does that feel in your body? Does that feel like tightness? A lot of my clients feel tightness in their chest or they feel anxiousness in their stomach. Specific parts of our body will feel differently for all of you, depending on how you feel. And all of us have very personal relationship to feelings. And it all comes back to the way how we were raised. And if you are here right now listening to my podcast, you are an adult, maybe single or maybe in a relationship, and how you express your feelings, how you relate to feelings uh, is so different for each of you and also makes so much sense depending on your parents. Um, So let's start there. All of our patterns, emotional, mental, behavioral, are so connected To our first caregivers. We create our own relational and emotional blueprints based on what we have witnessed. And if we had a parent who was overly emotional, and we call it emotionally dysregulated, but very emotional, maybe sometimes chaotic and overwhelming with their way of being, we might have learned that that's the way to deal with our emotions and we might be overly emotional in our relationships. Like I uh, I used to be overly emotional and I would just react to whatever happened in my relationships. And it was just a roller coaster, emotions upon emotion upon emotion. And it was a spiral. And many of us, I didn't know at the time that it was just lack of internal um, capacity for within my nervous system, the window of tolerance in my nervous system wasn't so wide and I also was lacking some skills how to self-regulate. And emotion would appear, come to surface. I even didn't know where it's coming from. I felt that's how it just is. I have no influence on that and I think many of you feel the same way. And uh, I would just be taken over by an emotion and completely flooded with different types of uh, resp- emotional responses. It happens to so many of us. I know I'm aware I have a lot of clients who are this tough women in business and in relationships can kind of go emotional and all over the place. And they seek help to, you know, how to deal with this better. How to, I don't want to feel like I'm all over the place emotionally. What do I do with myself? And with that comes also so much shame. Like, I don't know how to handle myself. Look at me, I'm a hot mess. It's, um, my partner says that this is overwhelming and too much, and I'm just becoming this needy person. And my goodness, like, the emotions control me. <laughs> what to do? Help me, me And I used to feel this way, and there was nobody to help me. So I'm so happy to be teaching this right now and supporting women in that space. So first of all, I think depending on your childhood, it might be very hard for you to normalize that it is okay to feel like you are a human being and human being with a nervous system and neuroception and your nervous system will always pick up on some cues, cues of I feel welcome and warm and cozy here and I'm really loved and appreciated and cues in other situations where you will feel... There is some rejection, maybe there is some criticism in the way that this person is speaking to me and emotion of fear or worry or anxiety um, or fight can present itself within your body. Most of the time, we just even don't know how it feels for us. We just speak the words or we don't speak the words, we just behave in a certain way without understanding how we feel. It's a very reactive way of being, and I know not, not many of us like to be reactive, but we don't know how to help ourselves. Our body will always pick up on cues, and so we need to start normalizing that it is okay to feel that feelings belong in this realm of our experience, in this physical world, and there is more beyond thinking positively. This is toxic. When I hear people just change your thoughts, think positive, think positive. If you are feeling sad for way too long, this is so horrible for you and so negative and it's impacting you in a bad way. I am disagreeing and I think we really need to change the conversation around feelings. When you feel sad or somebody dies or you didn't get the contract at work or something happened in your relationship and your partner got mad... It's only valid to feel sadness or grief or heartbreak or just be disappointed. Like, don't we all get disappointed sometimes about something we're hoping for and doesn't go our way? And in relationship, it is so vital to know how I feel and how you feel. And so normalizing first that feeling is the human experience we feel, and sometimes, sometimes we are made to believe that we think before we feel, but let me tell you, emotion will always win, emotion will always win if we don't pay attention, that's first of all, and emotion that comes from our nervous system perception that there is danger or threat will also win over the logical brain. So we just need to be okay with understanding that as we are navigating through life, there will be a range of different emotions that we can feel. You know, when you think that you are at the party and there is somebody walking around with hors d'oeuvres and appetizers and there are different types of appetizers and you can choose from. Imagine that there's somebody walking with all those different types of emotions on on a platter. And sometimes we can choose and sometimes they just jump at us and grab us. So it's like, imagine I'm walking with with a plate and there is sadness and grief and rejection and abandonment and lack of safety and security and low (laughs) self-esteem and courage and calmness and fulfillment and joy and pleasure and sensuality and just all of this on the platter, right? And it looks so colorful and beautiful and That's what it is, it's our human experience. And so feeling is really the sensation you experience in your body. And then we have thoughts about that. And we have so many judgmental thoughts about our feelings, right? Especially as high achievers, we are like, get yourself together. Like, what are you doing? This is so pathetic. You can feel very embarrassed if you haven't been modeled that feeling and crying is uh, acceptable and even encouraged. You can literally be 30, 40 years old, and when you feel like you want to cry, you can hear yourself say, this feels so embarrassing. Come on, what are you doing? Look at yourself. You are this high executive, or you run a multimillion business, and look at you sitting here and crying. This is so embarrassing. Get, your, get yourself together. I cannot express it enough that in my sessions when I see my beautiful clients, I make sure that they feel, and you, because some of you are listening, that you feel comfortable because it's such a vulnerable experience, an intimate, deeply intimate experience to share your internal emotional world with somebody that is holding space for you. And I, you know, what I love about being in this this container with my clients is that I am the safe space for them. If they haven't experienced that before in their life, I am the safe space, meaning they can literally fall apart in front of me and I just hold space of compassion and love and what happens throughout their processing, they are processing their feelings and they go from embarrassment to acceptance. It's, it's beautiful to witness. So you can do that for yourself as well. Just having that courage of <sighs> feelings are normal, first of all. I'm a human being with a beating heart. It's there for a reason. And I have a nervous system and a brain and my whole body and brain works. So they all, all those organs work together. Feeling is the sensation that I will experience. And I mentioned before, you can notice that by tightness in your chest, by heaviness in your shoulders. I really always ask my clients, where do you feel this feeling? Like, what is this part of your body that is asking for a lot of your attention right now? And when we really quiet our mind, we can so beautifully attune to ourselves. We can literally pinpoint, I have something in my stomach and then I feel tightness in my in my chest. And when I ask my client, which part of your body, which of those sensations are asking for more of your presence right now? They literally can tell me which one. Sometimes it's both, but you, when we are in the space of presence and self-attunement, it is so clear for us what we need to pay attention to. Normalizing the feelings, not only thinking, thinking, thinking. In the society we live uh, we live in and where the doing and working hard and hustling and everything about meeting our goals is so glorified, I want to glorify another part of being human and what is required for an amazing relationship to thrive and it's for you to be aware of your feelings because you don't connect just through your brain intellectually you connect through your heart your heart needs to connect your soul needs to connect and it is impossible to do so if you despise all the feelings and on another hand when we haven't been taught how to you know be okay with what we feel and have a safe space to experience ourselves as children and we feel shame right now as adults look at me having all those feelings we still feel them. The feelings are not going anywhere. Like we don't have, yes, we can go into the shutdown with our nervous system and literally shut the whole system down. But when we do so, we also shut down the positive experiences in our life, emotionally, um, and feeling-wise, positive experiences, and we don't want to do that. So the feelings are not going anywhere. They are there for us, and they are always messengers. Like I feel like so thankful for the feelings and emotions because they are messengers. Like something is off, or my boundaries being crossed, or I'm not expressing myself, or I feel scared or fearful, and I need some support or I need some time with myself. Those are the messengers. And so if they are not going anywhere and they are part of this experience and they really allow us to have deeply connected relationships, we need to really explore that part of being human and being ourselves, um, normalizing it, understanding it's not going anywhere. It is always a part of us. And then starting to create space for awareness right so really challenging the beliefs that you have about what it is to be a feeling being and so if and i I have clients sometimes that they were told they were too much right so if you were told As a child, you were this beautiful girl and you were enjoying yourself and then you had some intense feelings of joy and, you know, you were loud and you were taking up space and in that moment you were told, you need to stop, this is too much, this is overwhelming, can you please behave? Right? That reaction from your caregiver could just like kill this light and dim the light inside of you and then every time you want to feel open and spacious and and just joyful, What can be happening for you is this blockage of like, I'm too much. And, you know, you you start numbing yourself out. But what comes with it is also this, this need and desire for joy and spaciousness and openness will come out in different ways. It will come out in very different ways. It can come out as feeling depressed because it's being numbed and muted for so long. It can come out as anger because you were dismissed for who you were you know, your authentic self as a child. So I really notice what was the family system that you grew up in and how was your mom with her emotions? How was your dad with your emotions? And also when we look at women and men, and I'm just speaking of those gender roles in heterosexual relationships, men so often have been told, don't be a girl. Stop crying, don't be so sensitive, you know. And there's this horrible saying that I hear don't be a pussy. That is so degrading because, first of all, pussy is very strong. Let me say that. We give birth and then we come back to our original state. How amazing is this? We bring life, we create, you know, we bring life to this world. Um, but just the saying so toxic. Right? Because what are we really telling men to do? So, if you are a woman and you are dating men, you need to understand that a lot of men were raised in that way. There are also men that are beautifully emotionally available because they grew up in a healthy family system where emotions were just human and they were supported, um, or they have done some work further in their life and now they are emotionally more available. But just when we look at the gender, women most of the time were allowed more to feel. But even if they're allowed to feel, we were allowed to feel, maybe we're called emotional or too much as well. We were not maybe as so strict to shut down our emotions, but as men, because we have to be honest, men, just men, don't feel, toughen up, toughen up. Um, But also a lot of women have had this message. A lot of women have been told like, you are too much. You are too much. So we kind of dismiss and dismiss and dismiss. And now you are married and you know, you are living a life with your best husband and then three years into your relationship, your emotional roller coaster is out of hand because these emotions are coming to the surface and you feel the sensations in your body and you have no clue what to do with it. So understanding the origin of your relationship with emotions and feelings, you know, what I was modeled, what was acceptable or what not, what was a good girl allowed or not, I really want you to take some time to explore that, like explore with yourself. I hear from a lot of my clients, I was too much, I was not allowed to express myself. I was um, told that I'm just different or like something was wrong with me, overly emotional and all the things. So I think you understand what I'm trying to, to say here. So when we understand feelings are normal, they are not going anywhere, we were given a lot of blueprints of what's acceptable and not. And we then have adaptive behaviors based on that. How do we behave then and how can we notice the patterns? So this requires commitment, understanding that if you want to understand your own emotional experience in life and how your emotional experience impacts all your relationships, your dating, your marriage, your children, Let me tell you, motherhood will humble you in that way. You need to create space in your life and in your busy schedule of doing, 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 doing to feel, to feel, because if there is no space for it, the feelings will still come out, but they will come out passive aggressive, passive aggressive or just aggressive explosions and reactivity, or you will be shutting down and shutting down and shutting down and you will feel like you are completely depressed and in a hopeless state. Right. So very often I want to say that we might be prescribed some medication and some of us need medication for depression, but most of us don't need medication. Most of us just need to understand how to feel and allow ourselves to feel and create a wider window of tolerance in our nervous system and in our body. When you start creating awareness and make space for five minutes a day just to recognize and checking in with yourself, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What happened that I'm feeling this anxiousness or I feel like I'm going to cry? What is going on really within me? And very often our emotions will be triggered by an interaction with someone or a situation that we are you know, in, and something comes to the surface. And then this is the beautiful opportunity for for you. This is a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for us to be just so curious, so curious without running away. And just being present to what is. And I don't think we understand how foundational that is to our health. Not only to the health in our relationship, but the health of our body, our financial situation, our relationship to the spiritual and the world outside of, uh, outside of us, how important it is to recognize that we don't have to skip through challenging feelings. We don't have to ignore the grief and sadness and anger and frustration. We are not ignoring any of this it's we are really inviting it in to ourselves and our lives and our bodies. So when we when we are really becoming aware and accept that this is part of us, now we can explore. And now we can start supporting our nervous system and our own capacity to hold the space for how we feel. One way of working with emotions is breath. So when you feel something coming out, coming up for you, and you feel like you are want to fight, like you want to get defensive and you need and you feel like you want to protect yourself, I want you to just, if possible, take a deep breath and close your eyes and breathe, just breathe. And when we are in a fight state, we are already mobilized, so we need to deescalate. We need to bring more calmness and peacefulness and connection to our internal system. So the breath that I will encourage you to try is a calm breath, is a breath that's peaceful. So you can inhale through your nose, Hold it and then exhale through your mouth. (sighs) And try to make the exhale longer than the inhale because we are now trying to de-escalate. We're trying to come back from this fight and mobilized way of feeling. And, you know, your muscles are becoming engaged. Your muscles, your digestive system is being now impacted. So you can feel your heart rate, you know, uh, spiking up. You can feel your muscles tightening up. So your body will also respond, phys- respond physically to, to how you feel. And so when you start using your breath to really be present with yourself and be present with the sensations in your body, and you allow yourself just to... It takes you out from fight and flight and this response to being connected, safe, and... and um, And secure and so it you can feel like your whole body can relax and as you keep doing this the breath calming breath soothing breath exhale longer than the inhale as you do that you can see you can notice how your whole body is shifting and then your your brain is coming online the logical part of your brain will come online and you will be able to ask yourself a question what about this situation or this person made me feel that way like why was this response so intense for me and so sudden and so fast what is happening and 100% it comes from unprocessed trigger or some childhood memory came in and and grabbed us or situation right and an emotional memory so just noticing that what did I make it mean how did I feel what was my response why did i think it was necessary is it really necessary let me let me think about this and and revisit and come back to that and then when we have access to this again to prefrontal cortex and logical brain then we can make decisions and observe ourselves even more but first we need to observe our sensations and our body another thing that is very useful is exposure to exposure to cold temperatures if you want to really self regulate and 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 widen the window of tolerance for yourself, how you can be with uncomfortable feelings. Uh, Taking cold showers. I love hot showers. Let me tell you, I love hot water and love temperatures. I love when I live right now because it's perfect for for me and my body. But I have realized lately that I need to learn how, how to be in cold temperatures because I can't keep hiding from cold temperatures anymore. And it's almost like in relationships, we try to avoid the difficult conversations and like for example me, I don't have a problem with that. That is not challenging for me. But what was challenging for me is to be in cold temperatures and it would put my body in specific way of feeling and it's very uncomfortable. So I started to do that for my physical reasons and and but it's also about feeling how I want to feel when I'm, you know, in Michigan in winter and I am doing cold swimming cold swimming pool laps. Like the water is around like 55, 60. And I just get into the pool and I do some laps. And after that, I jump into the jacuzzi and then out. And it's this just contrast of hot and cold, hot and cold. And if you connect it to the breath, it really helps your body to navigate different temperatures. But with that, it's it's really the window of tolerance. How much of this comfort is my body able to hold? And it's very, very valuable. And because we are so, we are all so very different and we all have very different personal experiences, what can work for one person might not work for you. So you have to be open to exploring what are the soothing and regulating tools that might be just perfect for me, right? For some people, breath, it's its not the tool. They will say like, I just can't do it and it's not working and it's fine. So for example, walking, walking, being in nature, being surrounded by just presence of live nature, trees, sun, and just walking. So moving your body and at the same time paying attention to how do the leaves look like? Do I feel the sun on my face? Again, connecting to your body and the sensations. So those are just few things you can be doing. I know people that, you know, will be in cold temperatures and it doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't really widen the window of tolerance. And, and for some people, it does, does wonders. So what I'm saying is you really need to understand that your personal experience influences how you respond and react in the situations, depending on as i said your family of origin and then also experiences later in life with different people in different relationships noticing the sensations welcoming them not avoiding them you know when when we see our kids crying we try to if you are a mother i'm sure you experience that you want to fix you want to come in and you want to make them feel better or logically discuss with them that you don't have to feel this way but we need to understand that whatever they are experiencing and feeling it's there It's their experience. And we don't have to be trying to fix it or we don't have to make it better for them. We just need to hold space. So if your child is crying, I'm just giving this example because it relates to us as well. If your child is crying and they are having a hard time and you have 50,000 reasons why logically they should be fine or you want them to be fine, it doesn't really matter because they are not in the logical part of their brain right now. They are in their emotional part of their brain. And if they feel sad and if they feel lonely and if they feel misunderstood, instead of saying, you don't have to feel this way. You just listen, I understand you. There are other people that understand you. I just be curious and say, I'm sorry you feel this way. I understand. I I feel sometimes alone and misunderstood as well. I know how that feels for me. How does that feel for you? Tell me more about that. And allow your child to have this experience And allow yourself as an adult to have that experience. Because if we don't take time to be curious and compassionate and courageous about our emotional way of being, it's hard to connect. And we all want to belong and connect. If you haven't been able to do any of this work with yourself yet, or if you feel you want to feel more connected, but you are having a hard time with that, or you feel disconnected from different people in your life, your parents, your children, men you're dating or the men you are with, this is a very important step to start working with. Gaining awareness, noticing how it feels. Notice when you touch a cold bottle of water and a hot cup of tea. How does that feel sensation-wise in your body? and really start paying attention, because we, we have all those senses that we are not, not paying attention to, right? Like, how does that smell? How does that feel? And it's so still connected to our body and our feelings. And um, I could go on and on, but I want to encourage you. Start accepting the way you feel. Get really curious and courageous. Ask for support if you need. But really, you can even journal about this. Really take a breath, go for a walk, start dancing, whatever helps you, and be curious about what you are feeling. Be curious how the sensations in your body make you feel. And if you start doing this, everything in your life will start shifting and everything in your life will start feeling easier, even though sometimes it will feel still difficult. Remember, may we stay deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week.